Blog Talk Radio. In my helmet, cleats, and shoulder pads. Standing in the huddle, listening to the call. Fans going crazy for the boys of fall. Hey, everybody, welcome to the fifth quarter with Coach Johnson. I'm your host, Dave Johnson. I've got Coach Mike Wallace with me here tonight. Um, Topic tonight is how uh, playing sports can help uh, help you in real life situations and jobs and uh, things as you go along. Uh, but first, uh, we want to talk a little bit tonight about uh, we went to Mary Hughes ball games last night and uh, watched them just annihilate the Central South Central Falcons or whatever they're called, but. I mean, if some of you have been listening to to me talk on some of these shows, as I've been going to these games, I've been harping on how these coaches from these other teams just sit over there and absolutely do nothing. And last night, Mike got to see it firsthand just how bad the coaching is when you get um, away. I don't know. We're just used to coaching, doing things right that we think ourselves and then when you see the Mary Hughes boys play and then watch the girls play and then watch the varsity boys play, it's just so much different. And uh, Mike just couldn't believe it. And uh, so uh, I'm going to let him talk a little bit about his experience from last night. Well, you know, I I was blown away. Um, The topic tonight is how how sports is, uh, you know, how it, it can prepare you for life. And I think a, a coach is a viable resource in that as well. And um, it, it was just astonishing to me. I, I just couldn't believe what I was seeing, how you were having uh, two assistant or two coaches that are doing this voluntarily without pay, uh, out working and out coaching uh, a coach who is, does this for pay. Um, and he really just didn't seem to, to care. Now, this is just my opinion. Now, I'm not saying he did. I never talked to him. Uh, I don't even know the guy's name, uh, but I was uh, I was just dumbfounded that this coach didn't take the time for the teachable moments to give to his his players, uh, especially at the time that they needed them. And uh, it just wow. That's all I can say is wow. And uh, you know, it, it's definitely you can see who the better team was, who the better coach team was. Um, and uh, I just <laughs> I, there was a point where I actually yelled across the court. Uh, and I, listen, if you were at the game last night and you're hearing me, I apologize sincerely. Uh, I, I know I yelled so loud, the lady turned around in front of me. Uh, I apologize. I, I just, I'm so passionate about coaching and that if you have that teachable moment, I really feel that that was, uh, there were several of them in last night's game that this guy just didn't, uh, he didn't even attempt, uh, to, to use that to an advantage. And, um, 
So I apologize. Uh, I know better than that. There's no excuse for it. I, I was so worried that I embarrassed Dave. Uh, but um, anyway, we're moving on. And, um, you know, again, just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, you know, it just goes to show you, um, Mike, that teams, when, you know, they work during the week and, and work in the holidays and, and all that kind of stuff. I know my brother uh, is one of the coaches on that team, and they actually had practice over the holidays. And, uh, you know, you could tell it. I mean, they, I mean, they were off their game a little bit, but, I mean, when they needed to bear down, they bared down. And, you know, they were the better team. And it just goes to show you when you have coaches that care, that are passionate, um, you know, they have practice. It's a closed practice. They don't allow any parents in there. So, um, you know, it was obvious that uh, not only were they outmatched, I mean, shoot, let's just say it. I mean, it looked like a bunch of pros out there playing high school kids, but um, they were outcoached on both all three teams from the word go. So, you know, they uh, it was it was pretty bad. But I'm just glad Mike got to see what I've been seeing every time I go to a game. And, you know, I, I tell the parents of the Murray Hughes kids, uh, you know, I'd like to go over and just kick the guys hind in myself for not uh, doing a little better than that. And they just sort of, you know, laugh at me. But anyway, we're going to get back to the topic at hand here. So, um, you know, one of the main things uh, when I was playing sports, um, what taught, what I was taught was, you know, was respect. And you learn to respect your not just your elders, but your coaches. I mean, my coaches were a big input in my life. Had it not been for coaches, I wouldn't have got to do a lot of things because I was raised by a single mom, and she worked all the time. They took me to and from practice, and I learned to really respect those guys. And then not only that, I learned to respect all my teammates. Now, we may not have been the best friends away from the field or the court, but when we put that same jersey on, there was a bond there, and there wasn't no way that you were going to take that away from him. Mike, I know exactly, you know, what I'm talking about. Well, when you have a uh, – you're a part of something bigger than yourself, and you have to respect it. I mean, it, it's just respect the culture, respect the coaches, respect the team, uh, you know, respect each other. Um, certainly, um, if there's no respect there and you don't have respect for yourself, then certainly that will translate later on to life. So, um you know, if you can respect what it is you're doing as far as game-wise and take that serious, then once you're done with that game and moving on in life, that certainly can uh, transpire over into a real-life situation. Yeah, you know, when you when you graduate school or, or college or whatever the case may be and you get out here in, in uh, this old world, you know, just think back on some of the things that made you successful as an athlete. And uh, most of the time you can – use a lot of the same values as, as we did when we played sports or, you know, when we were athletes. You know, one of the biggest uh, values, I guess, that I learned uh, at a young age was how to compete. I mean, that was such a huge thing. I, I, you know, learning how to play sports, you just never knew how to compete, never knew how to compete against other people, never knew how to compete against yourself. And what I mean by that is pushing yourself. Uh, you, you don't, you don't know how, how, um, uh, how far or, or how well you can do something unless you're not competing against yourself and others. So how to compete on the field translates to how you compete later in life as far as jobs, as far as uh, positions within a job, uh, family, you know. So although that 
how to compete to me was was one big thing that I learned, especially at an early age. Yeah, I find I find that these um, women football players and our team especially they don't know how good they can be within themselves. I mean, you know, I'm not saying they come and give a half luster extra um, effort, but what I'm saying is they don't know how to reach down inside to get that little extra out of themselves. And, you know, that's one thing that we have to do is, is bring that out within them, you know, and, and push them to the limit. And I know some of them, you know, hate us for it and, you know, don't really like it. And they think we're picking on them and all that. And, you know, one of our better players from last year, you know, before the season ever started, she, you know, asked me, you know, what do I need to do? I want to be good. I said, look, you're the only person that can stop you. You can be as good as you want to be. It's up to you. And, you know, she's a grown woman. She has to realize, you know what, it made her mad for a few days. Oh, I can't believe he told me that. But once she understood that, it's like it's the wheels started turning. I'm not mentioning no names. She knows who she is. You know who she is. Everybody on our team knows who she is. And once she made that transition, she's one of the key parts to why we won the championship. Yeah, you know, starting to believe in yourself and starting to understand it, asking questions is where it all starts. Uh, but, you know, if you're going to ask the question, you have to be prepared to accept the truth. Uh, and if you are a, a coach out there and you're listening, um, you know, to be truthful with your players may be something that they don't want to hear right then, but later in life and later on down the road, they're definitely going to respect you for it, and they'll understand exactly what you're talking about, especially if you're like we were this year, telling the truth to these players and at the end holding up the trophy. Well, I, you know, being being truthful to yourself to, as coaches, I mean, we talk about where what we need to do, what we need to do to get better, what we need to do as coaches, um, how we can hold these girls more accountable, how we can move them around to make them better. Um, you know, it's, they have to not only respect themselves, they have to respect us, the coaches, their family, their teammates, you know, respect our decision to put them in, a lot of them in different positions that they want to be. Now, we're talking about sports, but that also translates right in to life after sports or like these, most of our girls already have careers. So, you know, they have to learn to respect who they're working for, you know, who they're working with, you know, just as they do on the field or on, on the court or whatever sport they played or are playing, you know, you want people to look at you just like you're applying for a job when you're on that field or on that court. And when you, uh, and when you do that, then they, they know you're serious. And I think that when you're representing a team or you want to represent a company, you know, they, uh, they want to know they're investing in a good product. And I know you, you know, the same as me, people, I get breaks sometimes because of people who know me. I mean, you, every time we go somewhere, you say, oh, you know them people. You know, they know exactly what they're going to get when they get me. Now, a lot of people don't like the fact that I'm straightforward or tell it like it is. But when they know, they ask me a question, I'm going to give them the truth. And to me, that's because those people respect my opinion. But that's also not something that you 
probably you probably learned that along the way. See, you've learned that somewhere in your life to be a straight shooter, whether it be sports or maybe your your upbringing with with your family. Uh, but I have a feeling that it has to do with sports. You probably had some coaches that were not afraid to hurt your feelings, and that just transcended to who you are today. And that's not a bad quality, you know. It really isn't. So, you know, one thing I learned was how to be disciplined, uh, and how that transcended and how that moved over to life after sports uh, was just the discipline. You know, whatever was said was law. If it was a boss, then he was my coach at that time. What he says is law. Um, so you definitely had to be disciplined, um, much much like you were, I'm sure. Well, were you undisciplined? <laughs> <laughs> Probably a little both. A little both, yeah. So, I mean, I, I definitely, uh, me, for me, how to be disciplined, I learned that. And, you know, it, it helped me, especially as I went on later on into the military, um, that, you know, I had somebody pointing me in the direction that I need to go. And, um, you know, again, if sports wasn't there to teach me how to be disciplined, life for me, uh, especially in the military, would have been a lot, a lot different. Right. Well, you know, that, and that's what I'm saying about sports is, you know, we were raised by a single parent, and my brother's five years older than me, and, you know, that's a pretty good difference because when I'm in eighth grade, he's starting his first year of college. You know, when I'm a senior, he's just getting through college, and he's starting to teach. So he was gone, and, and I'm there, you know, with, with my mom, and, and she worked a lot. And had it not been for sports, I mean, who knows what direction my life would have turned. And, you know, people – People say a lot of, you know, a lot of times that being straightforward just, you know, ain't the ain't the way to go. You know, you hurt people's feelings and, and all that. But, you know, when when people look at me and tell me something, I want their, I want the truth. You know what I mean? I tell everybody, hey, I got thick skin. You know, pour it on. And, you know, most of them don't want to hear the truth. You know, that's just it, man. They don't want to um, hear that and and you know, I did learn that through coaches and teachers in school. You know, the worst, the teachers that's hated the most usually tell you exactly what you don't want to hear. Uh, you know, they're probably the best teachers because they're not your buddy, they're not your coach, they're not your friend, they're your teacher. They tell you exactly what you don't want to hear. So between, you know, sports, you know, my upbringing by my mom, my grandparents, I mean, it was always, hey, Tell it like it is, no matter what, you know, you're going to be way better for it when the time comes. So, you know, that's why I've always been a straight shooter. You know, one of the things that uh, a lot of individuals put on their resume is hard work or uh, having the ability to work hard. Uh, And that's another thing that I learned uh, in sports was how to work. Uh, Obviously, sports, you push yourself, uh, but you're being pushed. Uh, but in order for me to stay as a starter in certain sports, I had to work at it. And, um, you know, listen, these, these workforces out, outside of, uh, outside of this uh, out sports, man, they're, they're looking for hard workers. And if you're going to put that on your resume, uh, you put it on there, and it's probably because you've played sports. Now I would venture, I haven't done a study, but I would venture more people play sports than don't. Oh, yeah. And so, uh, you know, you put that on your resume, hey, listen, you learned how to work hard. Yeah. I, I agree. You know, that's, you know, I can remember my mom saying, son, you always got to treat people the way you want to be treated. You talk to people, tell them things you want to be treated. Now, you know, she'd always tell me, it ain't always what you say. It's sometimes how you say it. You know, that gets me in, in trouble a lot. But, you know, I can always remember 
my coaches, you know, saying, boys, we've been in the locker room. You know how it is. If, you know, if a lot of you ever been in the locker room, you got some people, it's just the way it is, that don't like other people for whatever reasons. You know, I remember my coaches saying, hey, boys, you may not be from the same mom and dad, but when we're all family when you put that uniform on. And, you know, so you better start acting like it. And that's what they'd say. You better start acting like it because that's one thing that, you know, helps um, helps a team bond together is knowing that when we're out there on the field, even though we, I may not like the guy beside of me, I don't even know the guy across from me. So, you know, I'm not going to let him take out one of my players. So, you know, that's, that's one thing that the coaches uh, always talk to us about and, um, you take care of one another. And, you know, Mike, one thing these women's uh, football teams, not just ours, is is the bond between them is, is not that great. And, I mean, we see it from other teams, you know, how things are. I mean, ours is pretty close-knit as far as a whole. I mean, I know we still have some that, that don't. But when you're a relatively young team and young organization, I think you get a lot of that. But I think this year – after we lost that football game to Fayetteville, we sort of bonded together, stuck in there, had everybody's back. I mean, as far as everybody, coaches, players, everybody. And, you know, we got together and reunited what our main goal was. Well, the loss of Fayetteville was in week three. Uh, it really put a perspective on the whole season as far as the hard work that the ladies have put in. And they – they learned to fail together, if that makes sense. Uh, and I think that they respected each other for that because there was a lot that went on in that game and a lot that didn't, uh, that didn't go our way. Uh, but we still, we still fought and we still, I mean, they, they, they played good. We didn't play well enough to win, obviously, but they stayed in it and we were in the game late. Um, but, you know, that's the hard work. And they, 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 they bond and they have a mutual respect for each other and, and they're going to be better for it especially as they move on after sports. Yeah. You know, once once they learn to, to love one another on that field, and, I mean, no matter what, put your differences beside whatever when you take that, when you take the field. I'm talking about practice and games. And, you know, don't let one person keep you from playing something you love to do. I mean, really, you, you only get in, I mean, so many times in life, you you quit that dream job. You may not ever get that dream job back. You know, I hear all the time from some of these girls, man, well, I know some of them that are in their 30s. I would give anything to have some of these young girls chances to play. Women have never been able to play. Here we, they have these chances. Don't let it get away over something little. Now, I get it. Things happen in life we get mad about. But we're talking about a sport that you love. Don't let somebody else, you know, define um, what you what what you want. Take away from what you want to do, you know. So I think once we start to love one another on that field, I mean, we don't have to like each other off the field, you know. Some of them are not going to go hang out together, and that's fine. But when we get on that field, we have to be all in one. And, you know, it's going to make you become a better player, better student, better worker, you know, whatever the case may be. And, you know, it's a it's a bond, a team. If somebody, if you're out there listening and you've never played 
And I, I mean, look, I played all sports mainly, but football to me was the ultimate sport. It's the ultimate team sport. One player can dominate and win a lot of basketball games. One player cannot dominate and win a lot of football games. So, you know, it's the ultimate team sport. And the bond you can form with your teammates on and off the field, you know, it's it's unbelievable. And, you know, last night, me and you got there pretty early. Yeah. And we watched those, watched Mary Hughes, the bond that their players had for one another, setting up there all together, not running around, you know. They transferred that from the from the uh, sideline to the court, where it was JV boys, varsity girls, or varsity boys, you know. And they played together, man, out there on the field, just like they was um, up there in the stands watching. Well, last last uh, last week we had two callers, uh, Riley and and Dylan, uh, both in the same school, both playing the same sports. Uh, and what I noticed about them last night was their ability to lead. Uh, and something that I learned as, as playing sports, especially football, um, again, I do have a military background, but I, I'll tell you that sports, everything that I did in my youth led and it, it helped me become a better leader in the military. But what I saw from them last night was the ability to lead. They were leading on and off the court. Uh, and that is huge, you know, because leadership is a billion-dollar industry. I mean, there are – I don't know how many big Fortune 500 com- companies, 100 companies, excuse me, that are paying for leaders that can lead uh, uh, companies and, 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 you know, push them into the direction they need to go. Certainly those two individuals, Riley, I was really impressed with Riley and Dylan. Uh, and that's just a, that's just a, you know, a, a reflection on their coaches uh, and their upbringing. But, you know, how to lead was something I learned. I don't know about you, right. but leading is, uh, it, it's just, I love it. And that's why I'm a coach. Right. Well, you know, I mean, that has a lot to do with their success. I mean, them being the two best players in the league on each team don't, don't help it hurt anything. But, you know, those, like you say, those are great values to have when you're that young and just think being that young and all the success they've endured, like, Dylan, I mean, he's on a team. He's getting ready to go for a repeat, but they're actually the team he's on going for a three-peat. I mean, some of those players are getting ready to have a chance to win from the sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. I mean, that's unheard of to win three championships in a row. And to be that humble, to play that good as a team, you know. um, it To stay hungry. That's what I'm saying. And, you know, to put your foot on the gas pedal when it was time you know, they sort of got jumped out to a big lead, and then I think they sort of lost their focus for a minute. Coach called the timeout. We seen it over there. They was chewing on them a little bit. They come back in, what, they steal the ball ten times in a row. Yeah, hey, I don't know how many layups. And lay up. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's something that, like you say, when you're young um, and you got those values, and like I said, having the best coaches doesn't hurt a bit. But – we see it every week in college football and in pro football that these great players want to separate themselves from their team and want to make it all about them. And you know last night how many times Riley drove in to the goal in the paint looking for somebody to pass the ball to, nobody there. She had to shoot it, you know. How many times did – we see Dylan, you know, push the ball to somebody. When I mean, they 
pretty much shot or took over when there was nobody else there. And, you know, that that's what you want. And that's what will lead you to a great career, whether it be in sports. You know, who knows what the path stands for those two. But they're well on their way. You know, a career job, a career in sports, you know, maybe coaching. Uh, you know, both both set of parents are, uh, you know, have great careers. So who knows what uh, lies for them to but the main thing the most was their leadership and their ability to put their team first. Yeah, it was it was certainly apparent last night. Uh, again, it was my first time to, to see them uh, play in person. Um, and, you know, Dylan didn't have the greatest game. Uh, he, you know, I think there was a point where he missed four foul shots in a row. But, you know, uh, he hung his head a little bit. But, you know, that's expected. But he didn't quit. You know, and he came back and he kept – and he led his team. That That's what was important about it was he led his team and he did so many other things. He played great defense. He rebounded. Uh, and he had some really good passes. So, um, you know, not only the lead coach, not everybody's a leader. No. Right? But you also got to learn how to follow. You do. You got – and, you know, we talk about this all the time and, and especially, you know, I talked to my brother about it and then uh, I talked to Coach Hire about it before. Not – there's very, very few teams that people play on that all five, we'll say basketballs, we're winning for that game, that all five players are all-stars. So you've got role players, and those role players have to know what their job is. And as a role player, your job is to, to whatever your coach tells you, hey, we want you in there for the rebounding, for the passing, if you're inside the paint, you put the ball up. Other than that, you give it to somebody else. That person is just as valuable as the best player, but they have to do what they're told to do. So, you know, just what you say, they have to be a follower. They have to be, you know, that person that can take and know their job, do it right, and do what they're supposed to do. If they don't, then it starts crumbling down. It's like an assembly line. Uh, you know, it's football, football more so than any sport because in an assembly line, say in Detroit, you know, these, these, these big motor companies that have these, these assembly lines, you know, if one person misses a screw, okay, now it looks pretty, but when you start it up, it'll fall apart. And that's all because one person didn't do his job. And I, it's because you didn't take pride in that, that job. And so it's like offensive linemen. Uh, I coach the O-line for our team, you know, and the O-line, I'm trying to instill the, the pride that they have to be the spokes of the team because inside that wheel, the spokes are holding it together. But you're right. It's not just – you can't – everybody doesn't lead. you got to know leadership is real important and it's rare, but you certainly have to know how to follow. Right. Well, and then also you have to know – I hear this all the time from a lot of these players. Well, I don't think that person is much of a leader. Well, here's, here's the problem. You've never played many sports. You don't know what they're telling you for the betterment of you and the team. You know, it is like the offensive lineman. They, get, they do all the dirty work mm. and get none of the glory. Honestly. I mean, I could name you times that, you know, we, we move the ball willingly. Whoever was carrying the ball, they get credited for a touchdown. Nobody gets credited for who was in the game. Hey, I played offensive line. I played defensive line. That's just the way it is, you know. 
But that don't mean you can't be a great player. That don't mean you can't be a great leader, you know, because in the pros, the offensive line has a captain. That don't mean you can't be that person. It just means you got to understand that I'm going I'm going to do all the hard work, not all the hard work, but a lot of the dirty work, hard work, get down the trenches. You're going to get dirty. You, your hands are going to look bad when it's over. Your jersey's probably going to be ripped by the end of the year. All that, and somebody carrying the ball is going to get the glory. But I always thought, not only do I want to be the best lineman, but I want to be the best lineman on the best line. Right. You know, right. and it's it's same thing in life. If you if you work over here at McDonald's, go be the best McDonald's worker there is. And I don't have nothing against anybody working over there. They got good, great career jobs at McDonald's, but do it like you would if you was making a hundred thousand dollars a year. Don't matter what job you're working, it don't matter how much it pays. Do it to the best of your ability. And if you follow all these things along the way from the time you're those kids in middle school up, you will be successful. Yeah, you know, listen, when we say not everybody's a leader, I think it's important that we what we say is, you know, life after football, you, you can learn certainly how to be a leader, even if you're not a leader on a sports team. Uh, but everybody has that potential to be a leader, especially if you have in your life at some point played a sport. Because if you're doing what we're saying, you know, if you're, if you're holding yourself, uh, learning how to push yourself and work hard, those traits carry over to after sports, you become that leader because you learned how to follow. You learned how to lead in the sports, in the sports world. And, you know, listen, those college athletes, not everyone's going pro, you know, and a lot of them are going to start these, these careers after, afterward, whether it's, whether it's banking or real estate or doctors or whatever. Uh, and, you know, I would say a good portion of them, not all of them, would say they learned all of those those little intangibles just from playing sports. Yeah, what is it, 3% of college athletes Three, go pro? 3%. You know, and the same way with, with high school athletes. Uh, you know, not everybody can go get a, scholar, a scholarship playing ball uh, or whatever, you know, you want to do. Uh, so, you know, a lot of people have to take the uh, – go ahead and take the job careers working right out of high school. And – you know, I did, and that's that's fine. I mean, but do the best you can do. I mean, don't just go out there and give it a, a half-ass effort and, you know, just go through the motions. And, you know, I think back to a lot of our girls that play on our football team are successful people. But when they come to play, you wonder, how are they so successful? Because they do they do their job so well, and they put so much effort into that job, but yet we don't see them give that effort. Right. You know, and you're just wondering, hey, man, I know this is not a paying job. I know this is, um, you know, not the biggest football level. Well, it is the biggest football level for women. For women. Yeah. So, and you're not getting paid. It's not a job, but treat it like it is. Be proud to be there. Be proud that, you know, don't just accept that, well, I might show up today and I might not. And, you know, when there's somebody else there working harder and waiting to take your position, don't just accept that and say, well, I don't think I'll I'll play. Hey, you know, take it personal. Show up. 
pretend it's your job and somebody's there to take it. You know, what would you do to protect that job? You know, you're going to go in there if there's anything to you. You're going to go in there and say, hey, you might get this job, but by God, you're going to have to earn it. You know, and if they, if, and I think a lot of them, you know, that, like I say, that never played sports, it's, it's harder for some of them to make that transition. But we tell them, you know, I know we harp on it all the time. Hey, practice, 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 practice. I mean, you know, like right now, we're going to have a workout on Thursday. Probably won't get very many there, but some of these young girls can get caught up to speed. So new girls, I shouldn't, they're young and new. So um, get caught up to speed with what we're going to do starting December and we can roll on. You know, and they're wanting to play. I mean, mm. you know, make no mistake, they're they're wanting to spot on our team. You know, and and hopefully for the first time since since we've had this team, that you're going to actually have to compete for a job. And you know, that's what it's all about. Well, you know, the old saying is anything worth doing is doing right. And if you're going to commit yourself to doing something, uh, then certainly you should you know you should have that, especially if you have a career outside of playing football, uh, you would think if you took that mindset as of a job and applied that to sports, especially on our team or any team that you're out, if anybody's listening, if you are playing sports and take the mindset of I am doing this just as my job, um, you know, I, you're going to be better for it. I mean, because, you know, it, listen, we're talking about life after sports, but there's nothing that says you can't transcend what you're learning mm-hmm. on your work or at your work. Uh, to be um, in the sports. You know, accountability was something, too, I learned uh, yes. as, as going on uh, in sports yes. and holding yourself accountable. Um, it, it's Accountability is probably one of the most important, you say? Yes, sir, absolutely. You know, when I – a lot of a lot of times people give up, not just in sports, but on their dreams and goals because somebody comes and says, hey, you're not ready for this job. Now, how many, how many singers out there? I'll use singers for this. Since I love country music, and George Strait's always oh, been like my old country, country music. <laughs> George Strait's always been my favorite. He was told three times before he ever struck it good, he couldn't sing country music. Same thing with Garth Brooks. Now you look at those two guys. Probably the best in their profession of all that time. There is right and. Because they didn't give up. They didn't get their feelings hurt. Now, they might have when they first got told that, but that determination in them to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to do it. Don't let that keep me from it. And, you know, I always, um, when I played middle school ball, especially football, everything, well, I started playing when I was a young age, and, and I got the coaching from my brother plus the coaches. And when I played middle school, I really thought I was, you know, a great player. And I played running back, middle linebacker. And when I get to high school, I'd actually broke my leg when I was in eighth grade and didn't get to play. Well, I broke my leg. I got a lot slower. I gained a lot of weight. Get up there and the coach, you know, asked for the running back's line. A lot of girls have heard this story. He said, man, what are you doing? This guy's just out of the Marines. I mean, just fresh out of the Marines. And, I was the same height I am now, and he was about five foot four. Wait, you were the same height you are now in eighth grade? When I was a freshman, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, and this guy's about five foot four, and, uh, you know, he has to look up to me, and he says, hey, 
what are you doing over here? And I tell him story, well, you won't be playing running back on this team. You know, you're going to play line or else. Well, you know, naturally, it hurt my – I was young. It hurt my feelings. And, you know, for the first time in my life, I told my mom, I said, I don't think I'm going to play ball. Well, why not? Short, long story short, you know, if you decided you wasn't going to play, you wasn't going to play and then decide you were going to play. Or if you right. started, you wasn't going to quit. Right. So she said, well, it's up to you. I'm not going to make you. But when you, if you come home tomorrow, you won't be going back. Or if you stay tomorrow – you won't be quitting. Right. Well, every day this guy decided to play. Best thing ever happened to me. Every single day this little guy, and he foamed at the mouth. He was like cross sideways to get up my helmet chewing <laughs> on me. But essentially, you know, he calls me in, into his uh, into his office, and he did a lot of guys the same way. Guess what? They quit. They couldn't take it. You know, and essentially, right before the game, he calls me into his office. You know, he, he wanted to know exactly what I thought of him, and I won't mention on here exactly what I told him I thought of him. But the main thing is he said, well, you know, that's good. I've did my job. Mm-hmm. He said, I've made you a better player than you would have ever been. You thought you was great. He said, you were good. He said, but I've made you the player you need to be. And from that moment on, the guy never said another word to me other than a congratulations or something. Which brings to the point, you can't get your feelings hurt right. when you don't get that dream position. At least know why you're not. You know, some girls say, well, I want to play receiver. Well, guess what? you got to be able to run and you got to be able to catch. Now, if you can't do those things, it's very rare that you're going to get to catch the ball. Right. So don't get mad. Get better. You know, don't get your feelings hurt. It's all right. Lick your wounds, come back, work harder, and get better. Same way with that job. You know, they tell you, hey, you're not ready for that job. It's not the end of the world. You know what I mean? Go back again. Work at it. It certainly is an opportunity to make your weakness your strength. Uh, And that goes back to holding yourself accountable. You know, and, you know, listen, I know a lot of the girls, hardly anybody likes to be uh, held accountable. And when you are late to practice or if you miss a block or if you do something that's not uh, – that we can't use um, and it's, it's negative toward the team, you know, if you fail, the whole organization fails. And that's the same outside of sports. You know, if you're at work and you fail your, your job or at your job, then the whole organization suffers from it. So that's really what accountability means. And, you know, I, I love that, you know, these make your, your weakness your strength, you know, because we certainly have some girls, uh, and I'm sure there are a lot of them out there not just on our team, uh, that need to make those weaknesses their strength. Yeah, I, I just think of um, not just how good our team could be, but how good women's football could be right. if the coaches took that approach. Uh, we seen it last night. Not saying that that guy could never coach those boys to beat Mary Hughes' team last night. Never. I agree. They were outmatched. The girls, every team was outmatched. But he could teach them to be better than 12 points. You know what I'm saying? You don't just decide you're going to play today against the best teams in the league. you got to work at it. Right. You know, they all they want to do is shoot. You know, you got to learn to dribble and pass before you shoot. Well, you it's, know? Like, it's like I said last night, Coach. I said they're better than six points. I, I, I It was six or 12 or one or mm-hmm. two. and. Uh, you made a good point. Well, they're just – they should be better fundamentally. Yeah. Uh, I mean, nothing that they did last night 
Uh, and, and again, I, I don't want to get into criticizing too much. I understand the guy's young. And he may he may be in over his head. Uh, but if you're going to be in that position, use those coachable moments. You may not win the game, but don't stop coaching. Don't ever stop coaching. Well, you know, I, I look at it this way. I mean, they were naturally going to get beat. I mean, you want to try – look, I played on a terrible high school football team. And, you know, we played in a tough league. Played Dobbins Bennett and Science Hill and Tennessee High. Elizabeth. That's back when football was tough. Right. right? <laughs> and, and you know, you got 23 players and they're dressing out 60. You know it's going to be tough. And, you know, it was hard. I can't even remember the kind of lie speeches that the coaches try to tell you. You theoretically know you're in for it. So, for you to have the best opportunity to win the game, that coach last night, his best opportunity was control the ball, take care of the ball, pass it, run some of that clock off, limit their opportunities. I mean, at one time they got 10 rebounds in a row, I bet. Yeah. Limit their opportunities. Stretch that game as far as you can. You know, not let them get 10 steals and 10 layups before you call a timeout. Right. You know, have guys in there half those other boys' size when you got guys on the bench. I know they may not have been as good. But their size helps them to something, you know. So make them uh, better than than just the 12 points. Don't let them have an opportunity to get those fast breaks over and over and over. And, you know, it's the same way in football. If you're outmatched, you can't, uh, um, you can't just give up and say, oh, we're going to throw in the towel. You have to stick to those fundamentals. You know, when I, I went to basic training, uh, I was – I remember I was in a, doing a uh, a uh, obstacle course, and I remember I wasn't the fastest and I wasn't the best. I certainly wasn't the strongest. Um, but I remember that what I would do was help push others. I would help trying to lead others to uh, finish that obstacle course. And, you know, looking back now as, as I'm doing that, we're doing this topic, that's one thing I learned through sports was how to push others. And how to push others really translates into how do you mold future generations on how to help each other. Uh, and that translates just outside of sports in the workforce. Uh, you know, you, you want to help each other, how to push each other, how to, how to make sure that that individual is uh, set up for success. Uh, so how to push others was certainly something I learned through sports. Right. Well, you know, that – I just, like you say, the accountability, um, and a lot of these girls don't like to be held accountable by their captains or by their leaders. They don't, you know, they don't want to hear it from us or don't want to hear it from nobody. But, hey, that's just the way it is. If you want to be, if you don't want to hear it, then rise to the occasion and be that leader, be that person that tells or helps everybody, whatever else the case may be. And, and, you know, like I said, we have a lot of career uh, girls on our team, but the transformation over from their job to the field hasn't set in yet. Now, they're green. I mean, a lot of them are green, only played a year. Some of them only played two years. Um, so, you know, there's still a chance for it to happen. And they just, you know, if, you, if you're young, like these young athletes, if they take what they're learning now and build on that, by the time they get out of school, they will be in great shape, you know, and they'll be um, – we'll be leaving uh, good things 
for them to take over? Well, you know, the, the most important thing at this level right now is they just stick with it. You know, if they stick with sports, if they stick with the team, or if you're in sports now and you stick with it, uh, it will certainly help you um, as you as you move on. You know, just don't give up. Um, it it's something to uh, to certainly to certainly not um, just walk out on and allow sports to do that. Uh, you know, one thing sports does too. It, it really and, and and as coaches, you can appreciate this. It teaches us the value of practice because we certainly know that without practice. Uh, we're talking about practice. <laughs> uh, without practice, you know, you don't. We don't win games on Saturday. You win them the right. week of, and so the value of practice is something that it teaches you, uh, especially is when you get into the workforce. So uh, I know you. That's that's a topic you can talk about uh, probably for years. Is the yeah. value of practice? Right. Well, you know, and and I seen that very thing last night is is the fact that. The team that practiced the most naturally, they like I said, they were out talented and outmatched. But Murray Hughes, both boys and girls, are really good teams. You seen that last night, right? But they approach practice like they're not the best teams. You know what I'm saying? Their coaches. I mean, we seen it when they had a what fifty point lead. They were over there chewing on them, man. Right. So. And, it, and, you know, I don't know what it was said, but I'm pretty sure it's, hey, you're getting a little lackadaisical with the ball here. Just because we're playing opponents that are not, you know, up to our speed don't mean we have to play down to them. We have to keep the gas pedal on, you know, and keep it to the floor, do our job. You know, my famous saying is it's not our job to stop ourselves. You know, when when we got killed in a game, Everybody blanked, well, they shouldn't did that. You know what? I never said a word about it because it wasn't their job. Now, now courtesy, you know, you want to see courtesy like, you know, when we played a team that we were much better than them. One of our best players only played half the game, one game, and only half the other game. Now, we only have 13 or 14 players these games. We can't do a whole lot right. to, to slow it down. When you got 30 or 40, you can. They chose not to, and that was all right. You know what? What did we do? We had to regroup, and we got better. Yeah, it hurt. It stung. It still stings today, you know, to think that we got beat that bad, but we bounced back better than ever. And it's what you learn along that journey right. that helps you in the end, you know, had we not gotten beaten that bad, who who knows where we would be right now? You know, that left a bad taste in my mouth. I'm just here to tell you, it, you know, it still does today, thinking we got beat uh, that bad. So, you know, if you take these lessons that you learn in, in life at a young age and you transfer them in to your career when you get older, your job, Whatever it may be, service. I mean, if you're going into the armed forces, hey, be the. They say it all the time. What is it? Be the best you can be. You know, that's that's a true statement, and it it ain't just the armed service. And you know, I tell everybody that. Hey, you want to be a truck driver? Be the best one out there. You know, you want to be a coach? Work hard. Try to be the best you can be. And I think that's where that a lot of kids that don't play sports, 
fail along the way. Now, they might be able to play on those computers and be computer whizzes, computer nerds, whatever you want to call them, whereas I'm never going to be one of them. But I learned so much more along the way when I wasn't playing on a computer that I think helps me now and has helped me and going to continue to help me that I feel that I'm a lot better off. Yeah, that's probably uh, – I mean, I'm looking at your phone here. The, you still have a – for those that don't know, Coach still has a flip phone. Uh, I mean, this thing is a dinosaur. It's prehistoric. Uh, so he's not uh, he's not jobbing when he says he's not a computer guy. Um, you know, Coach, one thing that we do, uh, we try to tell, tell our players, and I'm sure that uh, other coaches do the same, but something that helps outside of sports uh, is we tell our ladies all the time, hey, control what you can control. There isn't any use in complaining about anything. It's not going to change the situation, i.e. a flag gets thrown. How many times have you seen a referee pick up a flag and say, you know what, I'm so sorry, you're right, let me pick this flag up, thank you for arguing with me. Control what you can control. And uh, that certainly is something in my mind that, that, that helps outside of sports is, that, you know, stop, don't complain about it, you know, just find a way to fight through it and control what you can control. Yeah, I, I agree, and, and, you know, that's that's what I say. And, and I'm not saying that you have to play sports for some of these people that might be listening to, oh, they, they only think you can be successful. That's really – you don't even have to be a high school graduate to be successful. Well, the topic of the sports right. show is how does sports help, right. right? So I just want everybody to know, you, there's all kinds of paths you can take, or, you know, you get the breaks here or there and know somebody here or there and – whatever, and anybody can be successful. I'm just saying that what I've learned through sports, what I've seen other people learn through sports, and they take and transfer that into their life and uh, their careers and their goals. And, you know, all these, you know, like Riley's dad was a great football player. Riley's granddad, you know, was a great basketball player. Uh, You know, the Bartley's dad was a good football and basketball player. And, you know, all that, they got career businesses. You know, they got career jobs. And they're work, some of them work for themselves. So, you know what, I see that. You know, I see, uh, like my brother, you know, he works for himself. I work for myself. You know, these people that teach and, and all that, they've learned, I'm telling you, most of the teachers that I know are coaches that have played sports. Now, there's some that I don't know, and they sure coach like they've never played any. Don't get me wrong. Right. But the better coaches that I know played sports and were really good at it. Um, so, you know, I think the best thing, like we say, is respect, accountability, be willing to learn, be willing to be um, taught, be willing to take the criticism, you know, be willing to get your feelings hurt. Hey, there ain't nobody hates to get their feelings hurt or prove that's wrong more than me. But I'm telling you, when I was a freshman, it was the best thing ever happened to me. I never hated a coach so bad in all my life. It was the best thing ever happened to me. Now, you could never convince me of that at that time. Fifteen years old, thought I knew everything. So it, it's it's true. If you follow it, it'll work. So, do we have any questions tonight, Mike? Well, I'm looking at the chat board. I don't see any on the chat board. We do have one question from Jennifer. Uh, Jennifer's question is, how has coaching 
the thunder changed and affected your life pros and cons? That's kind of a deep question there. Yeah. Well, you know, for one, it's, it's, you know, I used to be a big football guy and, and, Played and you know we started with well be years before you're not before, a big football guy now yeah before we started <laughs> this team um, you know and we uh, I wish that I went to college and played and I didn't because I didn't like school enough um, then you know my hero was Dan Marino and when he quit playing ball then I just quit watching football and you know and. If, if people know me, was in the roping and rodeos, and that's what I did. And and me and Jennifer get married, and she she had actually went to watch the balls play, and uh, Peyton Manning was there, and that's her favorite player. And then you know we started watching him play at the Colts, and then some friends of ours when we got married got a season tickets to go to the Titans and Colts game, and you know then I start getting back into uh, watching football and. She was really big into it, and you know, if had we just known then that there was these women's teams, um, you know, she could have been playing all this time, and and it was just every week we were watching ball. She said, "Man, I wish they had a women's team. Wish we had a women's team." And you know, it got so um, what it would be six years ago now that she, um, you know, I told her, I said, "Hey, they have to be playing." women's football somewhere to all this technology. So, you know, the uh, um, that changed everything because she wanted to play. Uh, most people don't know. She drove to Chattanooga three times a week, 225 miles one way to play ball. And I was, you know, I went to watch, but I really wasn't a part of it. So, you know, that's what got us started on this team. And, you know, now I wouldn't change it for the world. You know what I mean? And there's real, the only cons I have to it is is the fact that we can't get these players to buy in like I'm bought in. To me, that's the only cons there is to it. You know, the pros are we get to take a bunch of women that's never got to play football, teach them how to play, go win football games, and go win championships. The cons for me is if they would just buy in like we are, give themselves 100% committed to us like we are to them, the sky would be the limit. To me, that's the pros and cons. Yeah, you know, that's really a deep question. I mean, I didn't I didn't know we were going to get that deep. I, mean, I could thank Jennifer for that question. <laughs> um, I, I'll tell you, I the pros for me, um, the pros for me is that, I get to coach and actually coach and teach. Um, and, and I'd like to think that as I'm coaching, I'd like to think that I'm making a difference more in, in these girls or these young women's lives than I would any of the guys' teams that I ever coached because there isn't, there isn't, there's that rawness to it. And I, I've used that word with this a lot before. Um, and it's also, I, I think it's taught me a little bit more on how I can be uh, at home uh, with, with, I got three daughters. So coaching the girls, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I think maybe I'm a little more subtle at home that, that may not be, or that, that may be. Um, but one of the, the cons, uh, one of the cons, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's not really, uh, too many. I, I would agree with you about the, 
buying in uh, and, and, and the sacrifices that's needed for us to be a truly great team. And I guess that's the, that's the con is we just don't know how great we are or we can be because of the, uh, the, the lack of, and, and, you know, it's not just any one person, it's a team as a whole, the lack of sacrifice that we have to buy into our culture to make us great. So I, I think that would be my, my con. Well, I think we know how great we can be. Yeah, you and I do. We right. know how great we can be. They don't know how great we can right. be. Right, right. And, I'm, you know, some some of this stuff, I think it goes back to getting your feelings hurt or jealousy. And that's why I say let that stuff go. You can be every single person, every single person that is on our team right now, and I have 25 names can contribute to our team in one way or the other. If they just buy in, quit, you know, I I can't make it today. Make it. You know, figure it out. Make it. If if playing wide receiver is your dream spot and you're not ready for it, then go play wherever we put you. Work harder, you know, after practice. There ain't not one single time, not one single time, that a player has said, Coach, will you stay after, and we didn't. Or will you meet us early, and we haven't. There ain't not one single person that has asked any of our captains or any of the leaders of our team, hey, will you meet me and help me, that I guarantee they haven't. So, you know, it's all on each individual. And each individual, individual is accountable and needs to realize, hey, just like you said earlier about the line being the spokes of that wheel, each person is just like a block building a house. Mm -hmm. And each block, the line is the very bottom block. They're holding up everybody. The top block is the one with the least amount of pressure on it. And it goes just like that. So when that bottom person decides they don't want to give in, then we can't build that book. We can't build that. So when we, as as coaches, and it, and I'm talking about the cons here because there's so many, you know, the the pros of it is, you know, this to me outweighs. I mean, anybody that, you know, knows me that, you know, I've got people uh, in rodeos and, and ropings and all that. They're talking about our team. You know, hey, where's your ring? You know, I've seen Jennifer's ring. Um, you know, I went to a roping over Thanksgiving or before Thanksgiving and, and, you know, before I even walk in guys that I haven't seen and, uh, they, uh, um, they're saying, man, where's your, uh, where's your ring? Congratulations on, the uh, on, on what you're doing. You know what I mean? And it to me is, you know, that that's the that's the pros of it because I got people approaching us that doesn't even know really about women's football but love sports and they love what we're doing you know so they they're they're excited about it and you know people talk I'm I'm here to tell you you know I went to a ball game the other night here here's the pros for me is I went to a ball game the other night. And a guy that I went to school with, hadn't seen him forever. His boy plays on one of the teams. I didn't even know it. You know what the first thing he said? 
Good to see you, Dave. Congratulations on y'all's championship. You know, I didn't even – I knew the guy, but I didn't never had a clue he knew I, you know, even had a football team. That, to me, that's the pros. You know, to see my wife's happy and smiling because she gets to play football, that's the pros. Even when I wasn't coaching, even when when I was just going down there to watch her play, as long as she was happy, I was happy. I, now, I bit my tongue a lot, and, and raised Kane. I paid to get in those games, and I hollered just like any other fan. But as long as she was happy, I was happy. But I'm going to tell you something. When when you start losing and you things start going uh, south and you start getting unhappy, then it's time for you to move on. And she realized that about the seventh game, that it was over. You know, she finished out the season, but knew some things didn't change, that it was it was a done deal. And, you know, and we got together and, and talked about it, and that's why we started. So, you know, it all began with uh, her wanting to play. You know, I was unlike any other husband or, or significant other, whatever you want to say, I said, hey, play. You know what I mean? And so she did, and, you know, I supported her in every way possible. So um, that's the pros for me, Mike. And uh, I um, lo- loved every minute of it. Wouldn't change it a bit, but, you know, I would like for every single person to to buy in uh, and get um, 100% like we are. And like, now there's some players we got that are, bought in 100%. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's some of them. And we're getting more of those. It's just a slow process. And I think that these girls that, that maybe are jealous or have their feelings hurt, if they could get past that and come to practice and lace up the cleats every day, button up that chin strap and listen to us and work hard, I think they'd find themselves in a much better situation as long as you're contributing, does it really matter where? You know, that's what the coaches, you know, try to tell me. Hey, as long as you're a great part of this team, does it matter where you play? You know, I led my team in tackles from a defensive tackle point, you know, by far. Did it matter? I was always a linebacker. I played defensive tackle like a linebacker. They couldn't get me out of it. That's the way I played. But it didn't matter. I was making plays. So, does it matter, you know? Well, that's one of the things I guess sports can teach you uh, and set you up in life is how to be selfless as opposed to be selfish. Uh, because if you are a selfless player, uh, then you're willing to be anywhere. You're willing to play anything. Uh, and you're willing to be a part of something greater than yourself, to accept it and accept your role. Uh, and, you know, how that moves you into life is is that, you know, listen – life throws obstacles at you all the time. You're not always going to get to be where you want to be. You're not always going to get to drive the car you want to drive. You know, I tell my daughters that all the time. You know, listen, not everybody drives a Lamborghini, and I'm sure everybody would love one. But uh, sometimes you got to drive the, the Volvo, the beat-up Volvo, or sometimes you got to you, just to, to get at least to the point to where you can drive that Lamborghini. So, you know, how it, you know, if, if, a, if you – are wanting and they are playing sports and you're like you were saying, have your feelings hurt. Um, 
well, you know, then it's time for you to, to maybe look for other options. But if you are willing to understand how to be selfless in the situation, uh, then that certainly helps more than it hurts. And, and uh, you, it just sets you up even more uh, in life when you're in that job and you're not, maybe you get looked over for a promotion. You well, know that it's just a step. Right. Well, you know, a lot of times, um, and I know in companies, and, you know, I'm going to compare this to football, but in companies that sometimes, you know, one job title might be a better job title than the other, but the lesser job is more important. And sometimes the better person has to take the more important job, even though it don't have the job title. You know, it's the same thing in football, and and we talk about this a lot. I mean, we're we're like I don't know if the other teams or not, but we're we're worried about our line. Um, you know, not that if they all show up we and and get involved, we think we can be great. But at this standpoint, we don't know exactly what's going on. So we may have to move players around from exactly the position they want to play, just as our needs occur, you right. know, uh, just because you might be the better tackle, we may have to play you at guard just because that's just where we need to put you. And, you know, as a player and an unselfish player, a selfless player, whatever you want to call it, you have to be willing, if you're a team player, to do that. You know, and it goes right back. Not everybody can dribble the ball. Not everybody can be that point guard. You know, some people are just shooting guards. Some people, look at Dennis Rodman. Probably, no doubt, the biggest idiot that ever played. (laughs) But probably the best rebounder the game has ever seen. Yeah. All he did was rebound. Rebound, put it back, you know, inside the paint guy. Made millions of dollars because that was his role. Well, you know, the thing about Dennis Rodman, and that's a great example, Coach, is that Dennis Rodman could shoot the ball at one point in his career, and he actually could dribble the ball. But he settled into a position that he knew was better for the team, and he actually, in, in, in time, became the, the game's greatest rebounder. That's, that's, that's a great uh, great example of what it's like to be selfless. And, um, you know, it, it just it worked out for him, and it could work out for you. Well, you know, I think back used to, I used to like the Lakers years ago, Magic Johnson at the time when him and Larry Bird and all those guys, Isaiah Thomas, and long before Michael Jordan ever come along, I bet people don't even know who the starting five were for the Lakers at that time. And if I told you Kurt Rambis was, probably everybody listening that knows that team's going to say, who is Kurt Rambis? They called him the trash man. The trash man. Because he wasn't an all-star. He was nowhere near the shooter, Michael Cooper, or, uh, or Byron Scott, Byron Scott, or none of them guys were. But when the ball was on the floor, Kurt was after. When they was in there banging around, slinging elbows, Kurt was in the middle of it. When they needed a, when they needed something, he was the guy, and he settled into his role. Absolutely. You know, and he played on the great team. Man, how many championships did they win? Kareem, Magic, James Worthy. Mm -hmm. I mean, they had a a dang bench full of players. So this guy nobody's even heard of starts on that team because he was willing 
to do what nobody else would do. There's going to be places for you like that in life, in your job, on your team, but you've got to be willing to let that guard down, quit thinking, hey, I'm better. I'm better than what they want me to do. Just fit in. We all win. When when our season's over, I'll guarantee you, you're holding that ring. Nobody says, well, how many touchdowns did you score? You know, or uh, was you the quarterback? No, man, they just want to know about that ring. They want to know about how you won that championship. That's the way it should be. You know what I mean? You shouldn't have to tell everybody what you did to to be great. Well, I mean, in Listen, at the end of the day, when you're wearing the ring, okay, and that just is a testament to you being a part of something greater than yourself and you bought in. You may not have bought in 100%, and, I, and I'll, be, I'll be the first one to tell you. I, we have a ring, but we're not a great team. We're not a great team, and I, I think you would agree with that. Uh, we're not a great team, uh, and, but we have that huge, huge fact. We can be a really great team. Uh, we just need a lot more players to be a lot less selfless. Uh, or a lot more selfless, I should say, and get in there and uh, just do what needs to be done. Um, certainly, uh, sports is, is, you know, it's it's part of our culture that, you know, everybody uh, sees what's going on nowadays. And we did a show on this before about holding yourself accountable and how players nowadays get on the Internet and the webs and all this stuff. And, and, and they, they're certainly acting more selfish than they are selfless. And it, and it really tarnishes the game, and it tarnishes that reputation of that individual. Um, you know, one thing that we also do in practice, and we, we always – and I've said it, and I know you've said it, is we try to get the girls not to take shortcuts. Uh, because when you take shortcuts, uh, something is missed. Something's left out. Uh, and when that happens, you, you end up really hurting the whole organization, as, as the whole wheel itself. So if you take that one spoke out, the wheel is a little more unstable. So we try every every practice. We we don't necessarily always say it, but we teach them, don't take the shortcuts, do it the right way. And I, I think that's one of our our strengths as a coaches is that we are tr- we our girls understand or are starting to understand at least now with these workouts that we be doing, especially with the newcomers. We don't want shortcuts. Right. And how that translates into life after sports is, well, I mean, it's just – if in my job, if I take a shortcut, I some I can end up uh, a kid can end up leaving my facility without me knowing it. Right. You know. Right. Well, you know, I know a lot of people listening don't even know they have like women's football camps. Um, they right. have a big one in February. Uh, Jennifer likes to go to it. It's you know it's a great thing for them. To me, it's more of a social kind of deal than it is. I mean. We can teach those. I'm not saying those coaches ain't great, and I don't know them. I don't don't want anybody to think I'm poking at them. But we can teach our players what they need to be taught without having to go to Florida to pay some guy to tell them the same thing we tell them or, or them to tell them maybe something that don't even fit in our system. So, But they have some great speakers, and, you know, like the Buffalo Bills has a, a woman owner. Mm-hmm. Um, she spoke. But they had uh, uh, Ron Rivera from Carolina Panthers down there. And Jennifer met him, said he was just a great guy. And, you know, he said, hey, you want to get into coaching. You know, there's a couple women on NFL staffs right now. You know, I I don't know how much coaching they're doing or nothing. I don't know the situation. Now, a lot of these women players could probably tell you. 
I'm just I could care less. It doesn't revolve me involve me. Right. But Ron Rivera's point is, hey, you want to get into coaching, you got to be able to take that hard road. He said, I mean, volunteer your time. You know, wherever it may be, you got to start somewhere and then move up. He said, as he was a great player, and now the coach of the Carolina Panthers, he had to beg somebody just to let him on their staff to volunteer so he could get started. Mm-hmm. You know, that's taking a long road, you know, that lies ahead. We're talking about a great player that had to beg to get into coaching. Man. He played for the Bears, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's what we're talking about. But but what it was for me, what I took from it was, first of all, he played football at the highest level there was, mm-hmm. and was a great player. But was willing to sacrifice all this ego stuff to go start at the bottom to achieve a great goal. And it fits right into what we're talking about now. You know, it don't matter. And, you know, everybody wants to start at the top, you know, naturally. You know, you tell me, hey, you want to coach an NFL team. I'm not ready, but I'd say, well, sure. You know, nobody wants to go through the ranks because let me tell you, it's tough, you know. And so – but that's just how sports can make you the person you need to be if you're willing to let it. You know, a great player, I don't even know where it was, Jennifer just come home and said, hey, you know, Ron Rivera uh, did this. You know, she wants to get into coaching, uh, you know, when she retires. And, you know, we don't know what when that will be or, you know, what time that will be. And you know what? To, to get into coaching football for a woman is going to be tough, you know. So to her, you know, it was great. And he was telling them, hey, you girls are doing a great thing here. Don't ever let anybody tell you you can't do something. When they tell you you can't, bear down that much harder. But be willing to work because you're going to have to start at the bottom. You're going to have to take out the trash. You're not going to be the one shredding the paper. You're going to be the one taking it out. And if you're willing to do that, great things lie ahead. That's things you learn from that playing field to the goals at the end. Well, I mean, certainly I'd love to see a lot more women involved in football, whether it's NFL or college. And um, you know, I, you know, if you're if you're interested in coaching and you start at the bottom, but you know, like you said, it's the long road, and it's not taking the shortcuts. It's willing to work. It's willing to put in the hours, and it's willing to volunteer. Coach, we volunteer. I mean, this is a volunteer thing for us. We don't get paid. Uh, your brother volunteers. Uh, he doesn't get paid. Uh, you know, just you got to start somewhere. But I'm telling you that the work ethic that your brother has, that you have, that I have, it's it's a foundation that was set when we were brought up in sports. Now, uh, like you had mentioned, we don't we're not telling you that you can't be anything if you don't get involved with sports. That's not what we're saying. That's not what we're professed to saying. We're simply saying that for us, sports has helped us. And if you're in sports, this is what we think sports is going to help you do. If you don't play sports, I'm not, we're not saying that you're not worth anything. I don't, you know, it's, that's, that's your prerogative. Um, But certainly playing sports is a foundation for, I'm not going to even say it's a successful life because we have certainly seen athletes who uh, would, you would think 
uh, have have had everything and then just kind of just all squandered away because they yeah. couldn't stay off the drugs yeah. or they couldn't stay away from the gambling. Uh, but certainly, you know, any fa- any house that's built, the foundation needs to be on a solid foundation. And we just really think that sports is a solid foundation for a su- to be successful or at least to point you in the direction of being successful right. in life. Right, and it's it's the the road to success to stay out of that trouble. Right, you know, um, the there was a guy I went to a niece game the other night, sold my niece game to watch my nephew Mason play, and and was actually talking to Hank Heron. A guy seen my ring, and he says, "Hey man, where's that from?" You know, Hank proceeds to tell him we got the team this that and other, and he said, "Well, hey, my boy plays in Emory and Henry. He wants to be a coach," and. Uh, you know, and my exact word were, hey, he wants an internship, send him on. You know what? If if he really wants to start, we're going to give him a start right here. It don't pay anything, and I'm going to hold him accountable. That's the bottom line, you know, and, and that's the way I see it. I mean, I don't even know the guy. But if he's willing to come and start on the bottom, be an intern, be whatever we need to do, hold the dummies, I don't care if he's playing college ball or not. You know, you got to start somewhere. Now, I haven't heard from the guy. Of course, it was just the other day. But, you know, that's how you start. You know, if that's what you want to do, get some of your coaching under your belt. I don't care if it's women or men. You know what? I, I firmly believe that I could take, I won't say semi-pro men, but, you know, college players or pro players or high school players, I firmly believe that I could take them and win the same way as we're winning now because it's different culture than these semi-pro guys. You know, they show up. They don't even want to work. They, You know, they most of them could probably have played if they could have stayed off of the drugs or alcohol or out of trouble. I mean, you watch some of these guys play, and they're phenomenal. But – what do they do after that? You said yourself, you see them posting this stuff. You have to always keep an eye on. That's no, I ain't got time for that crap. You know what I mean? And that's why that I love coaching our team. That's the pros. Getting back to Jennifer's question, that is the pro of our, the pros to our team is the culture we have built and we're still adding on to it is something that, that we, we can all be proud of. And you know what? We're not going to let it down. And, you know, I would run somebody off before I let them tear that down. Yeah, and, and I, I, I'm i with you. I mean, if anybody supports you, it's me, Coach. And I, I would think that uh, we're certainly uh, wanting anybody that's listening uh, to, you know, take take heed to what you're hearing on the on the show tonight. We're not saying our, our system is perfect, uh, but it's a system. And uh, if you like any system, you work it. You get what you get out of it, what you put into it. Uh, and we tell our girls the same thing every every practice. You you get out of it what you put into it. Um, and if you can take that foundation uh, of of what you know sports, whether it's golf, tennis, hockey, bowling, I, I don't care what it is. Any sport that you play is has to have a a uh, one of the building blocks would be discipline. And if you can just take that block itself and apply that to your life, uh, you're better off for it, you know. Uh, but certainly, you know, how to compete, how to sacrifice, you know, how to be disciplined, all of those things transfer into what you do off the football field or off the basketball court or the baseball diamond, whatever it is. 
because those are the foundations that you need to be successful because that is what the workforce in today's society for a long time actually has been looking for. Yeah. Well, you you get back to, to discipline there, and, and I take it to football, and, and my brother used to coach football, and I'll never forget when I first started this team down here. And, you know, he asked me, are, you, are we ready to go play? And I said, well, I don't know. You know, we've not ever played any. We've had, we didn't have enough players to scrimmage. And he said, I'll tell you what you do. He said, you go and you start at one goal line with nobody over there, and you go to the other goal line. And when you can go all the way down there and all the way back, complete every pass, and not make any mistakes, you're ready to go play. And, you know, you don't think about stuff like that, but it's true. I mean, in practice, every day we work on passing more than anything else because it's what we do the least best. Right. So we have to work on it. All right. In practice, it may be the – I mean, mainly drop balls. I mean, it's just the way it is. Let's just tell it the way it is. Mainly drop balls. we got to get better catching the ball. Now, we have inherent throws, but we complete probably 50% of our passes in practice. Right. So when you transfer that into the game and then you get coverage, that goes down to about 25%. 25%. So these girls are saying, well, Coach, how come if we practice this all the time, but we don't throw much? Well, you you, you can't, uh, you know, every time you – Throw a pass, you're only completing 25. percent You're going to be doing a lot of punt, you right. know, and you you're going to be punting that much. You're not going to win very many games, but you got to stay disciplined to it. You got to get better at it, or you have to get away from it. One of the two, you know. And we haven't abandoned it yet. We still want to get better at it. We think we can get better. I'm not saying great, but get better. And if we could get that number up to at least 75% in practice, 50% in the game. I mean, the pros, you know, a great quarterback in the pros is, you know, around 70. Yeah. You know, when we're talking about the great quarterbacks, most of them's around 60. So, you know what? As If we could build on that and get 75% in practice, 50% in game, we'll start throwing the ball more. But we have to be disciplined. We spend a lot of time on it, you know, and we change. We try different ways. You know, we've tried uh, not throwing to so many receivers, not throwing so many passes. And it just seems like that, you know, it it doesn't matter. The result is the same. Um, And at some point, each player has to realize, hey, I have to get better at catching the ball, you know. And catching the ball – can be so easy if you let it be, you know. Right. And don't fight it. Don't try to, you know, there's really, if you position yourself right or your body right, some of our players do. Catching that ball is so easy to them. And it's like these other girls can't position themselves and they fight that ball. You know what I'm saying? They, they're they not disciplined to what they're being taught, you know. And you got to stay true to those roots and you know and it goes right back to to you know what we was talking about in the beginning and the topic and uh i just i just want them you know each one of them and, and look i'm not calling no names they know who they are 
you know. And they're probably, if they're listening, probably saying, man, he was on me. I'm only on you because I want you to get better, you know. I want the team to get better, you know. I, that makes our job much easier. Yeah, I mean, I really, other, <laughs> other than the beatings after a game, man, I'm more exhausted than when I played, you know. Yeah, I mean, we're we're just, I mean, it's like we're willing, we're just a, willing our team to, to win sometimes. <laughs> that, you know, we have to go through every scenario. And a lot of it being because we don't have all the personnel we need to. Each week we're having to change personnel. I mean, we look around and our person that's been starting tied in, we have to use it guard or center. Somebody's hurt. Somebody's out. Then we have to put a fresh body over. It's not been playing tied in. So at that point, I'm telling you, this is when the real coaching, you see who's willing to, take that extra mile, who's willing to get down and dirty and do the job versus all these prima donnas out here standing back saying, you know, it's me. Well, I mean, and, and that goes to us talking about the selfless and, and, the, and the wanting to sacrifice and, and everything that we've been talking about today. Uh, and, and, you know, we're not the only, uh, we're not the only team that goes to that. I'm sure. Uh, and most teams probably do go through that, where they have four or five practice, uh, show up for practice, and so forth. And um, you know, so it, it just how it translates back into the football field, in the same way it translates into life, is what it is that they're willing to do to be successful. Are they willing to take that extra step to learn how to catch the football, stay after practice, be the first one there, the last one to leave type deal? Yeah. Well, Mike, I'll tell you, it's been a a lot of fun tonight. Yeah, that's we, good. You know, we extended the show. I mean, I know we've harped and, and got on a lot of things, but I'm going to tell you, if, if there's any of our players out there listening tonight, I really want you to take note, be that better teammate, go that extra mile, and you will be on a great team that has a lot of success. And if you're a young athlete out there listening, in middle school, elementary school, high school, or whatever, Hey, the sky's the limit for you. And and same way with our girls, too. But, you know, dream big. I mean, you know, set the standards and goals high and work hard to achieve them. You know, don't just let up when when things go bad or when, you know, the it gets dark and, and you think it's over and all that stuff. You know, be be the person that, that everybody talks about. Hey, this person is great. This person... Go that extra mile for your team, for yourself, for your career, your job, or, or whatever else. And, you know, that's that's when you'll be successful. That's when uh, being a great athlete turns into being a better person. And you won't have to talk about yourself because there's going to be plenty of people talking about you. Um, I, I do want to thank every single person for listening tonight. Um, thank Jennifer for sending in a question. It was a good one. Um, Got us really stuck and talked for another 30 minutes. Really, but, uh, really a deep question. <laughs> um, I love it. You know, I wish a lot more people would send in some of these questions. Uh, we've moved the show to 9 o'clock. Uh, we're going to see if that works uh, here on the East Coast. Uh, we want to thank J.C. Hawk Sports Network for giving us the opportunity to do something we love, and that's talk and, and talk about football and athletics. I mean, it ain't just football we love. I mean, I love all kinds of sports and um, love to watch them and love to see great players at any level. So, 
you know, and I love to see them when they're humble and, you know, not out there with the big M-E on their jersey. So thank everybody for uh, listening tonight. And uh, J.C., thank her for giving us this opportunity. We appreciate it. See you next week.